Well, hello and good morning, church family. It's exciting to see you here today on Senior Sunday. Uh, my name is Jason Creed, and uh, I'm the youth and family minister here at Crosspoint. And today we are going to spend some uh, special moments celebrating our graduating class of 2017. Uh, let's just give them a hand to start off with. It's been a it's been a fun year, and um, we've we've had a lot of fun memories uh, with these students. Um, this is my third year here now, and uh, we've got a lot of fun stories. I'm sure they have some fun stories, um, embarrassing stories they could tell about me. Uh, but uh, before our message today, we're going to spend a little bit of time um, of blessing over them. We're going to call them up. Uh, they're going to receive their uh, senior Bible, and we're going to have a blessing over them uh, with the shepherds and the staff. Um, and then we're going to have a special uh, time for them to come and um, kind of speak to you, uh, speak some words of love to you and thanks um, just for uh, the, the time that they've had at this church um, before they uh, depart into the world uh, this fall. So um, we're going to uh, begin calling the students up on stage um, and then we'll have our blessing. So first I want to call Joshua Aaron. Hayden Barnes. Michaela Malik. Jonathan Mazingo. And Jackson Webb. I'd like to call all the shepherds uh, and staff to the stage, and we're going to have a, uh, uh, Steve Bill's going to lead us in a word of prayer, uh, of blessing over these students, um, and then we'll get to hear uh, some special words from them. Let's all join together and uh, be in prayer together. Our Holy Father, God, we are humbled that uh, you call us your children. We're humbled that you are able to use each one of us in your kingdom, that you created us, that you know us better than we know ourselves, and that you love us so much more than we can imagine. Thank you, Father, for your presence here today. You have so graciously blessed us with friends and family, and we're so aware of that right now as we gather together, finding ourselves uh, offering a blessing and asking you to bless these your sons and daughters that are graduating, that are getting ready to step out of their uh, comfort zone, to step out of their current situation, being sent into the world. Father, you know them. You love them. You created them fearfully and wonderfully as it says in Scripture, and we recognize that they really belong to you. You placed them here for a while. You entrusted them to their families and to this church, and you asked us to bring them up with discipline and instruction that comes from you. Just remember a few weeks ago that we had a baby blessing, and it made me think about how it wasn't that long ago that these young adults were babes in someone's arms. 
how quickly that time passed. We're thankful for each of those days. And, Lord willing, for the days that are to come, because they go by so very quickly, like Scripture says, a vapor. But on this day, we celebrate and we honor the milestone of their graduation. And when we celebrated with those babies a few weeks ago, we gave them to you. We dedicated them to you for your good pleasure and for your glory. And right now, we do the same for these young adults, these sons and daughters that are passing into another stage of their lives. We pray that they will seek your holiness. We pray that they will walk in your path. They will seek your will. And Father, we pray that they will recognize that you're the only one that can give them that peace that exceeds our understanding. Sometimes, Father, like all of us, they're going to stumble. They're going to drift. They won't behave very well. But we pray when that failure hits them in the face that they'll recognize that you loved them before they were born. And you can accomplish anything with their willing heart. You use all of us in ways that we don't understand. We can't fathom. So we ask you to impart to them the peace and the joy that is only found through you. There are going to be ceremonies soon where their academic accomplishments are recognized, and we're just very thankful for everyone that had a part in that training and that knowledge that's been imparted to them. But on a day like today, we remind ourselves that we cannot just lean on that our own human understanding, that we have to look to you and that your teachings are different from the world. Because we're to humble ourselves. We are sometimes to put ourselves last. We're sometimes to be repentant. We're sometimes to give rather than receive. And you ask us to carry a cross. Father, these things remind us that true wisdom comes from you. And we call on these graduates to remember what they've been taught to remember to call on you for strength as they struggle to resist the customs of the world. But each one of them will allow themselves to be transformed by your spirit power. Father, as we uh, have Joshua and Hayden and, and Michaela and Jonathan and Jackson uh, before us here right now, We just ask your special blessing on each of them, and we ask this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So I want to say a couple things um, uh, before our seniors get up to share some words. Um, This class has been uh, really special to me, and um, they're really going to be sorely missed uh, this next fall. Uh, we're, we're greatly looking forward to the summer that we have ahead, uh, playing with them to make some more memories, but um, the, one of the things that helps us the most in uh, our, our sadness um, is thinking about the great missionaries that they're going to be, the great messengers and ministers that they're going to be out in the world, uh, and I know that God has prepared them to do a lot of great things, um, and I'm really proud of you guys, I love you a lot, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing some of your words um, about... Um, your memories, or just who you want to thank, uh, what this church has meant to you. So whenever the first person is ready, you can go ahead. I hope you picked someone beforehand to go first. 
Thank you, Jackson. Good morning, everybody. Um, I would just like to start off by thanking God for everything, because he, the only reason there is anything, and, and the only reason we do things is for him. We need to remember that. That's, that's the only reason. And that's, being here has just really grown me as a person, and in, in my faith, and realizing that, and um, I've just been able to speak it, and, and live it, and I know I'm, I'm entering a new chapter of life, and we all are, uh, but just because we're entering a new chapter doesn't mean we have to stray away from God. Everything in life is changing, but God is always there. He's never changing, and that's one thing I just I wanted to say, and um, I'd like to thank my family, my mom, my dad, my brother, and his wife, Kayla, and my sister. Um, it's just been an, an insane journey. Uh, it's, it's scary, it's hard, but um, God's with me, and I know that anything, anything with him is, is bearable. Um, man, that's, that's all I really have to say. I'll also... Um, um shoot yeah um that's all that's uh, i'm 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 ready for somebody to come up here i was was waiting on somebody else um hello good morning how are you oh my goodness well, I'm a senior now. Okay, so this feels, um, well, I don't really feel any different. I guess I'm older. Anyway, um, but I'd first like to thank this entire congregation overall as a whole for supporting me throughout this entire time because I have been here since we were still sharing a church with Turnpike, since um, we got this entire building developed and we all moved in and created this wonderful mission-based, church-based congregation, and Obviously, the development of the new children's wing shows that we are going towards a direction of prosperity. And I just have so many memories attached to this place. Like, during second service, I interpret up there. I remember the first time I ever did that. It was at Turnpike. I didn't want to. Don said, over there, you're interpreting today. And I'm like, uh, I don't think I want to. Don said, you're interpreting today. And I'm like, okay, yes, I'm interpreting. And you know what? I bombed it. It was bad. But you know... And of course, I was really upset, but everyone was just gathered around me and was just really supportive, even though I wasn't as good as I could have been back then. And so just, Robin's was supportive, and then Don told me, you're doing it, you're doing it next week. <laughs> should keep trying. I'd also like to thank my entire family for having me become part of this kind of church environment, because without them, I don't even know if I would like, if God and the church would even be a relevant part of me. So I'd like to thank my father and... Um, my aunts, my grandparents from both sides of the family, my just entire family overall, my stepmom, my siblings. Yeah. Do I have siblings here? Alden? Is he here? Oh, hey, what's up? Yeah, I'd like to thank my brother and my sister. And I would also like to thank the seniors who have been in the youth group with me since I got here, or even after I got here. But they've all also been just, just really, really good friends in my entire existence here. So there's just a few thank yous, and I... We'll come back to visit, but for now, I bid this place farewell.
Good morning. So, senior year is, oof, it, it, I can't believe that I'm a senior. Man, I, I remember walking in to elementary school for the first time. That was scary also. This is scary now. <laughs> oh. um, there's, there's two people that I would like to thank mostly throughout my entire life. That's my aunt and uncle. If it wasn't for them, then I wouldn't be where I am today. They have pushed me every single day throughout my high school uh, years. They would come to me and tell me, Josh, you're fell in this class. Why are you fell in this class? Why haven't you turned in any work? And <laughs> I would just tell them, well, it was hard, so I didn't want to do it. (laughs) And I'm very thankful to have them as my aunt and uncle. Thank y'all. Um, Proverbs 26, or 22.6 says, Direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. The people of this church have done that for me, and I know that I can always fall back on this congregation as a helper and a friend. The values I have learned here are the ones that I will use. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> that I will use. Oh, okay. Values that I have learned here are ones that I will use throughout college and my entire life, and I'm so thankful for the pretty much entire lifetime that I've been able to spend here. I want to thank all of my teachers and mentors for helping shape me and being great influences in my life. Thank you to the prayer mamas for constantly praying for me and never failing to ask me how I'm doing or showing so much concern for my injuries, and that really means so much to me. Olivia, Skylar, Kelsey, and Amaya, thank you all for being my best friends and always being there for me. You'll never fail to make me smile and hold me accountable in all that I do. I want to thank this church for bringing me to Camp Blue Haven because that's where I've met some of the most influential people in my life and it has completely changed my life for the better. Thank you, Jason and Elise, for taking so much time out of your life to not only minister to me but also be a great friend and cheer me on in all that I do. Thank you, Tim and Robin, for encouraging me and giving me advice when I am in need. I love all of you and I'm so thankful that I was able to be raised by everyone here. morning. Um, I'm going to say a lot of words, but that's okay. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off by thanking a lot of people. Um, without these people, I would be lost and confused as I was, and um, I'll get to that. It's a, it's a story. I, it'll be good. Um, most of these people aren't here, but I'm, I'm going to thank them anyway. Um, my family, first and foremost, my parents, Mike and Amy, my sisters, Rachel and Sarah, um, they're amazing people who've always been there for me, always shaping my faith and who I am, the youth group, everyone in it, um, for always being there and showing me what a youth group is. And by extension, Will and Jason, uh, Will is not here, he's in Sweetwater. Um, And I think, I'm not sure. Um, And Jason, um, the two of you um, have, have taught me what youth ministry is. And without youth ministry, 
I wouldn't know what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Without this group, I would be confused and I would be a lost sheep. And I'm, I'm so thankful for these two men for, for showing me what the future can hold for me. Um, so I'd like to take you back to a few years ago, I think five? When I first got here, um, I was, once again, lost. I was, um, I'd gone to the same church my entire life, up to 12 years old. And um, it was about half an hour away, so we couldn't really go to a lot of the events. So we weren't very connected to the church, so my parents decided it was time for a change. And so we decided to look for a new church, one that was closer. Um, And it was a very, very hard year. It it took an entire year to find a new church. um, Because every single one we went to, there was just something that didn't work with my family. There was... um, our parents didn't like the, the way the adults ministry worked. Or me and my sisters didn't like the children's ministry. Just various things that um, stuck out about the various churches until we found Crosspoint. And so we came here, and we sat about there, and we noticed that there were no teens in the audience. It was just everyone was an adult. And so we thought that, oh, they must go to first service. So the next week we went to first service to see if there were any teens, and naturally there were not. Um, so we came back that night and um, the youth minister at the time, Will Morris, he pulled us aside and he said, um, so last week we were at this camp called Camp of the Hills Um, that's why there were no teens and in about a week we're about to go to another camp and we we would love it if you could come so at this point we knew absolutely no one at the church and the offer was spend a lot of money to go to a camp with like 60 people you don't know for a week that's 12 hours away from home. <laughs> so it was terrifying because me and both of my sisters were very introverted at the time, but it was the best decision that we've ever made. We found a family. Um, everyone at Crosspoint has been so welcoming and such a, a, a great group of people, especially the youth group. They've been, they were so welcoming to us. Um, a fun little story. When I first got there... Um, we were dividing who was going to go into which cabins, and I was internally thinking, please don't put me with that kid over there. He's, like, so weird and annoying. And then... <laughs> that sounds so mean. Hold on, I'll get, I'll get to it. Um, so the, um, Will was listing off who it was, and then um, the, that person's name was called, and then my name was called, and we were in the same cabin. I'm like, oh, no. Um, and so throughout the course of the week, me and him became very good friends, and yes, he is weird and sometimes a little annoying, but um, um, he's, he's one of my best friends, Hayden. Um. <laughs> so yeah, just um, he's, he's an amazing guy. Uh, Josh, you, you made that week pretty special too. Um, the two of them were, were in the room with me, and it was, it was a great week. Um, the two of them are really close friends of mine, um, and me and Josh have been on crazy spiritual journey together too and um, I'd like to thank the two of them immensely because they're just amazing Christian men and um, without them I wouldn't be who I am. I'd also like to thank Don and Ken um, who have brought me through a journey of sign language that I didn't realize that I would ever be on um, without them teaching me sign language, leading me through LTC um, I wouldn't have the language that I have, I wouldn't have the skills that I have, and um, I, like Hayden, I interpret pretty much every week now, and it's just, it's a part of me, it's a part of who I am, and I, I can't thank them enough.
and I love them, and I love everyone that I've mentioned, and I, I love all of you, and I'd like to thank you. Thank you, guys. Y'all can go sit down in the youth section. Y'all can go sit down. Thanks again, guys. That was great. Um, a lot of fun memories uh, and good laughs. Uh, I do want to mention uh, the other three graduates that we have for this year, um, Alexis Day, Josh, uh, Joshua Bouchain, and Skylar Hargrave, who couldn't be here this morning. Uh, we just want to remember them and um, uh, let them know that we're proud of them next time you see them, uh, and we're proud of you guys. And thank you for uh, who you have been um, for these students. Um, it's clear the impact that you have had as a church family on their lives. Um, I just I do want to mention that out in the commons we've got some tables um, with uh, some of their uh, memories and pictures uh, on them and we invite you to stop by uh, and check out those tables. There are also some tall tables um, next to the baptistry with a spot you can write an encouraging note uh, to some of our seniors uh, that they can take with them uh, to college um, and to work uh, as they go off into the world. But I um, just wanted to remind you of that opportunity. So um, so yeah, my name is Jason Creed, and uh, and I'm uh, I get to speak every year for uh, Senior Sunday, and uh, Tim is enjoying uh, some time with his family in Manhattan, um, Kansas. Uh, uh. Oh, oh! But uh, uh, I'm excited to speak to you this morning. Um, awkward transition to the joke that I had planned. Uh, so has anybody seen my shirt tail? I haven't been able to find it anywhere. Uh, I know. I'm trying to practice. I'm trying to practice for those embarrassing jokes um, to embarrass my daughter, Callie. But right now she's not embarrassed by anything. Um, she will. I mean, she'll rip a toot right in front of you. She doesn't care. Um, she's. Uh, but that that's a fun thing. Uh, uh, getting to embarrass your kids. I'm really looking forward to that. And um, I just want to tell a story. Start off by telling a story of a time that my dad. Uh, embarrassed me in church. He was doing the communion thoughts, and uh, we had just been to a family reunion recently, and he was kind of tying in the the idea of family to um, communion, being the body of Christ. And he was saying how we had just gone to a uh, uh, family reunion, and that I had asked him, you know, why do we come to these things, Dad? We don't. I don't know anybody here. And he said, you know, buddy. Some of these people here who are your cousins, uh, the girls, are actually distantly related enough that you could marry them and it would be okay. I turned so red. I, a girl in front of me in the youth section turned around and said, Jason, your face is as red as your shirt. And I was wearing a bright red shirt. Uh, and I haven't worn red in church uh, since then. And that was in high school. But um, no, it was, that was great. I'm looking forward to um, to getting to embarrass my daughter a little bit uh, and get her ready for the world, you know. Um, that's, that's one of the things that helps, right, seniors? So um, a person in the Bible who uh, embarrassed himself a lot is Peter. Um, and Peter had um, uh, the opportunity to hang out a lot with Jesus. Jesus was a great teacher, and because of the significance of his teaching, he, he didn't really let Peter off the hook all that often. You know, if Peter would, Peter would raise his hand, and I'm sure Jesus sometimes was like, oh, I know what you're going to say, go ahead. And then he would put it out there and then put his foot in his mouth. And, but Jesus, you know, because he was Jesus and had to, get, had to let everybody know what the actual teaching was, would just say, you know, no, no, Peter, that's, that's completely wrong. <laughs> um, and he didn't really let him off the hook, but, uh, but Peter learned from that, you know, um, 
Peter was able to, uh, through all the mistakes that he made, Peter was able to grow. And um, Jesus ends up calling him a rock later on. So I want to talk a little bit this morning about um, how we react to our mistakes. Uh, because we make mistakes in life too. Raise your hand if you make mistakes. Yes, I'm going to raise both of mine, make mistakes. We're all in the same boat together. Um, when we make mistakes, sometimes they're little ones, sometimes they're big ones, um, but you know, nevertheless, we, we make them. Sometimes they have consequences just for us, sometimes they have consequences for others. Um, but through this process, um, we have two ways that we can react. Um, this, is my, this is my dad's baseball glove. Well, it's mine now, but uh, he, he doesn't play anymore. He's, he's 60. Um, but uh, this glove is probably... I'm trying to do the math. This glove is probably 16 or 17 years old. Uh, he got it while I was in high school. And uh, it's, really, it's a really nice, worn-in glove. And uh, if you've ever played baseball or if you've ever bought a new baseball glove, um, you know that you have to break it in because when you buy a new one, a lot of times they're really stiff. Um, and they're not good for catching anything uh, just because it's hard to close when it's new. Um, you know, you, you make a lot of mistakes if you're playing with a brand new glove uh, out in the outfield. So I've dropped my fair share of uh, fly balls. I prefer to play in the outfield with, you know, church league softball. And uh, I played, you know, YMCA baseball growing up. But um, you, gotta, you have to have a good uh, loose glove uh, to play. And they have all kinds of, you know, rubs that you can put on there now to break them in. But when I was, uh, when I was growing up, the best way to break in a glove was to put a baseball uh, or a softball in the pocket right here and uh, tie it up with some twine and park a car on top of it or bake it in the oven. Um, and, you know, that helped it break in. And uh, I was also thinking about um, an, an iron skillet. You know, if it's brand new, it's not very good, right? If you know anything about skillets or, or cooking with skillets, you have to season it first. And uh, the way you season a, a skillet, I've never done it. I think you, you have to put you know, oil on it and then bake it uh, in the oven at like a, you know, 1,000 degrees or something crazy. Um, I'd be worried about cranking my oven up that high. But um, you have to break those things in uh, in order for them to reach their, their full potential. And our mistakes are like that with, with us. Because if we allow um, the experiences and the failures that we go through... Um, to shape us and to grow from them, um, we can accomplish a lot more than if we let those things define us. I, I said before, I've dropped a lot of embarrassing fly balls in the outfield. Um, it's been just right, you know, I've been right underneath it, and then it just goes off the top of my glove uh, or something like that. But, uh, but I, don't, I don't let that define me. I get back up and, uh, you know, I, I get ready for the next play. Even though, you know, I let my teammates down, you know, I'm ready to go and try again. Same thing with a skillet. You know, I've burnt a lot of things in the oven. Um, I've burnt a lot of things trying to cook. But I didn't quit, and I didn't, uh, I didn't let that keep me down. I learned from my mistakes uh, and moved on. And, uh, you know, that skillet was, was uh, better for it <laughs> after, uh, after getting seasoned a little bit more. So uh, we need to allow ourselves uh, in life to be seasoned. So um, I want to talk about enough in a little bit different way this morning. Um, we have a sin problem, and, and let's do the, the hands thing again. Raise your hand if you have a sin problem. Um, all of us fall short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 
Um, and Peter did this. You know, Peter uh, so many times tried to get it right. Uh, he, he didn't always think through uh, what he said before he said it. He just, you know, was always the first one to raise his hand to answer the question and blurt out whatever he was thinking, whatever came into his mind first. Um, and we also see some areas where uh, he made some, some pretty hurtful mistakes, uh, like when he denied Christ um, three times. Uh, that was particularly hurtful because he knew uh, he had been warned that it was going to happen, and it still happened to him. Uh, he still did it. It happened exactly how Jesus said it would. He said, Peter, you're going to, you know, before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter, um, whose intentions were to stick with Jesus, you know, he said, no, Jesus, I would, you know, I would die for you. I would be right there with you no matter what happens. And then he gets to the moment and he completely falls flat. Um, I've done that in life. I've had those moments where I'm completely, uh, you know, desiring to do um, what is right, um, to succeed, to do something um, good uh, in the name of God, and I fall flat on my face. Uh, I fail. Um, but we can't let this define us. And Jesus was, you know, he was the greatest leader ever, and I think he knew a lot about um, how to lift people up because he restored Peter. Uh, he gave him the chance to tell them that he loved him three times. And then in the end, he says, he, he calls Peter a rock. You know, he says, on this rock, I'm going to build my church. That's an amazing thing, right? Um, do we let guilt hold us back do we let the things, the mistakes that we make, um, do we keep those in the back of our minds? Uh, do we let those define us and maybe keep us from God? I, I can only wonder like, what that time was like uh, from when, b- between Peter denying Christ and then um, coming face to face with him again. You know, what did he go through? What, what kind of emotions, what kind of thoughts did he have? Um, and, and how much can we identify with that, you know? Um, the mistakes that we make, uh, whether it be um, a particular sin that we can't seem to uh, stop doing no matter how many times we try, whether it's um, just failing to follow through um, on something that we've been trusted to do, on a responsibility that we have. Um, whatever it is, I think, you know, sometimes we get in that mode of thinking where uh, we say, you know, I don't know if God will keep on forgiving me for this. Um, and yet that's nowhere in the Bible. We know better, right? Uh, we, we think, yeah, man, God's just got to be so frustrated with me, right? Because I keep on doing this uh, same thing again and again and again. Um, but if we let guilt uh, rule our lives, if we hold on to guilt, it's kind of like treading water holding a dumbbell. Uh, has anybody ever tried that before? If anybody raised their hand, I was going to ask you about your experience, but um, treading water is hard enough by itself. I'm not particularly good at it, but um, you need your, your arms. You, know, you need to, to be able to, to be free to you know, do the circular motion or however. I'm not, I'm not good, so don't, don't take it from me. But um, I want to read a little bit from Romans uh, chapter 7 and 8. Uh, we're going to start in verse 14. If you want to follow along with us, it'll be uh, on the screen or you can uh, read along in your, in your Bibles. But um, Paul talks uh, to the church in Rome about this sin problem. And um, he takes a very real approach <clears throat> in starting with himself. 
because um, he wants people to know that they're not alone. This is a common problem that we all struggle with. Um, but he begins in, in uh, verse, teen, uh, verse 14 by saying, So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what's wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing wrong. It's sin living in me that does it. He's making this separation uh, that we need to become more familiar with. Verse 21, I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. Um, this, is a, this is a passage that is um, raw and emotional and just completely transparent. Paul is just laying it out for us that he, as, as we think of him, you know, we think of uh, this amazing transformation where God took someone who was persecuting Christians and turned them around, uh, turned their life around to be um, one of the people who are the main, one of the main contributors um, to the books of the New Testament. But he's, he's being transparent for us to let us know, hey, even I struggle with this. Even I fall. Even I do exactly what I don't want to do. Um, but the key word uh, is, in, is in verse 25. Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Uh, now to chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Did you hear that? There is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. I continually forget this in my life because I let guilt creep back in and I let doubt. Uh, I, I, I have this, this picture of how is my standing with God? You know, have I, have I been good or have I been bad? Have I done um, the things that he wants me to do or have I failed to do those things? And I, I am continually, you know, thinking in this mindset of, is God pleased with me? Is he pleased with who I am? Um, and I forget often that, that there is no condemnation. Um, in the NIV, the beginning of verse 1 says, therefore there is no condemnation. And that's, um, you've, you've heard me say the phrase, if you see a therefore, you need to see what it's there for. And so you go back and read what it is referencing. Um, so now, because of all this stuff 
even in light of all the stuff that Paul listed about the things that he does and does not do. Um, so now, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. What do you need to let go of this morning? What do you have in your life that's keeping you from God? This is where, this is the, the um, thing that God put on my heart to share with you this morning about our theme, enough. We need to let God's grace be enough for us. Uh, we act like um, we act like there's some kind of limit or some kind of you know uh, I've spent all my points for the month you know I'm I'm in the I'm in the red uh, I'm in the negative um, but but there is no condemnation for us through Christ Jesus He has redeemed us completely and fully and Satan has a foothold on us when we give in to guilt. And we, when we let that separate us from God. So, seniors, I want to tell you that um, you're going to be challenged this fall. Um, your faith is going to be tested. You're going to encounter things that um, you didn't expect before. Um, and life is going to be different. There's not going to be another church like Crosspoint. Uh, but, you know, you still need to find one and plug in and belong to one. When I went to college, I went through the same thing. I was really frustrated that there wasn't another church like the church I grew up at, but um, I had people, uh, you know, my parents, my friends, um, uh, instructors, and new friends that I was making in college uh, who encouraged me to get plugged into a church uh, and belong. Uh, And that's just really important. The memories that you shared this morning about the things that this church body has done for you, you're also going to experience in your adult life. And it might be back here if if you move back to the Metroplex, but um, likely, the majority of you are going to move on and uh, start families somewhere else and be a part of another church. Uh, and that's really important for you because um, you're going to get to be one of the people who invest in students there. You're going to get to be uh, some of the people that the students reference and say, thank you for what you've done for me. Um, so I want to encourage you guys, uh, as you go off into the new uh, world and the new experiences, um, I really want to encourage you all to let God's grace enough for you because it is it is Jesus is um, more than we can understand enough he's more than we can comprehend Um, so if you have something this morning uh, that you need to let go of that you need to let God's grace um, through Jesus be enough in your life um, I'm going to invite you in a moment to seek out one of our shepherds they're going to be around the outside of the room with their wives and I just want you to, uh, to pray right now in your heart God, you know, what am, I, what am I letting get between me and you? What am I letting hold you back? Um, and I would love for you to go and uh, pray with one of our, our shepherds and their wives about that because um, we don't want to give Satan a foothold. We don't want to let him uh, hold us back because when we let go of the things that, um, that God doesn't hold against us, uh, it's like we're, we're not only do we not have the dumbbell in our hands, we're not even in the pool anymore. We're on the bank with Jesus. We're not even in the water. We're not even trying to tread the water. We're out of the water with Christ. Um, So please let his grace be enough for you this morning. I want to invite Brad and the praise team back to the stage. Um, And I just want to uh, invite you this morning um, to let those things go. Seek out uh, somebody that you can pray with. If you just want to pray with somebody that you're with uh, in your aisle today, I want to encourage you to do that. But um, let's... Let's let God's grace be enough today in our lives.